2: They said I was changing and it was going to my head and I needed to get grounded. And I had a lot of anxiety with the show. That summer, they wouldn't tell us if we were coming back or not. And that gave me enormous anxiety. Like I needed to know, what am I doing in the fall? Am I on it? Am I off? Am I traveling? You know, that anxiety is what ultimately led to my demise because I quit on its an email and then I got fired.
1: Little fun fact about Michael. What's that? He loves,
0: and I mean, he fucking loves,
1: Housewife
0: Juice. I love the juice in general, but I, uh, but yeah, I like the housewife juice.
1: He loves housewife juice, and who he, doesn't? I don't know.
0: I'm uh, not afraid to say it.
1: Today I was watching Potomac, and he was peripheraling the TV so hard, I had to be like, "Can you like, get out of my personal space?"
0: Well, I get a little confused because you would bounce around on seasons, and I only watch the most recent ones. Like I'm, I'm all caught up. So I was watching. I was confused because there was two characters on there that I thought didn't like each other, but they were friendly in, you know what I'm saying? Because it was an older season.
1: You're really invested. You get committed to Housewives. And here's what I will say. One of your favorite seasons is
0: New York. Well, I love New York. I think New York's, I think that's the, they're the top of the top on the franchise.
1: I got to say Potomac's my favorite because the shade that they throw in that show is out of control. Do not sleep on Potomac. But I will say New York is right up there.
0: I like the energy the New Yorkers bring.
1: But I got to say, I fell in love with New York because of Jill Zarin. So to have her on the podcast today is just so iconic. And I think even if you don't watch Housewives, you're going to love this episode because we did a mother-daughter interview with Jill and her daughter, Allie. And they really open up about how it is to work together, Housewives secrets and juice. Jill definitely spills the tea and so does Allie. And then they talked about being entrepreneurs and living in New York. And it's really interesting. Um, they both have had a very, very wild life. So I think you guys are going to like this episode.
0: Did I just fuck up our chances for getting any of the other franchises on the show? Because you I, might have.
1: The, the, you I'm might.
0: sticking by what I say. New Yorkers bring it. I don't care. Whatever.
1: New Yorkers bring it. Jill- maybe, maybe
0: they come on the show and show me something different. I don't know. But I'm, I'm sticking with the New York one.
1: Jill brought it. So... First, we'll start with Jill Zarin. Who is Jill Zarin? She is one of the original cast members of Bravo's television, Real Housewives of New York. She is no stranger to the spotlight and she has created a major career in fashion and textiles before even being taped for Real Housewives. She now has a business with her daughter, Ali Shapiro, who is also a New Yorker. Allie was on the show. She was one of my favorite kids. I am invested in the kids. I really commit to them. So Allie, I love you. I adore you. She is the creative director of the On The Rise fashion brand, Jill and Allie, which they run together. And we're going to get into it on this episode. Definitely wait to the end of this episode. There's a major giveaway. I hope you love this. We recorded this in New York live with both of them. Enjoy.
0: This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her.
1: Okay, I am so excited to have Jill and her daughter, Allie, in studio right now. I have to tell you, you're one of my favorite housewives and you're one of my favorite housewives children.
2: This is pretty Aww, iconic.
1: Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having us. You thank guys you are OG.
2: Us. Yes, that is true. I, I think I call myself number six. Number six. I'm number six housewife because Vicky, uh, I think uh, Jen, Jenna, Jenny. Wait, what's her name? Gina. Gina. Keogh. Sorry. I'm so, sorry Gina. Keog was number one, I believe. And then like Vicky and whatever. I saw so I'm like number six. Because she was first on New York. Right. She helped cast in New York. And I think there's cast. over there's over way over a hundred. You now. helped cast New York. Yes. How did you do that? Like tell us how you got approached. It wasn't really like on purpose. It was it was crazy. So they got Greenlit, the Shed Media got Greenlit to do a show called Manhattan Moms. That's what it was originally called. And they were hired by Bravo, and they were told, go find people who fit this criteria. And the criteria was they wanted moms who uh, were wealthy with kids in private school. And they thought that that would make a drum, dramatic reality show. So they didn't know where to go to look because these kids, all, the, the kids, they're like 20-year-olds are working in this office in LA trying to find people to fit this. How are they going to get them? they're not even in New York, let alone run in that circle. So at the time, there really wasn't the internet the way it is today. So there was a website called New York Social Diary. And that was kind of where all the uh, socialites would be written about. It was kind of like, a, instead of it being in paper, like it used to be, it was there. And- The guest of a guest. Like guest of a guest, of- that kind of thing. So Ali and I had gone to a charity event not long before, and our photo was on it. And he saw a good picture of the two of us. And this- 21-year-old boy named James Davis called me up on the phone and said, he left a message on my machine. I wish I still had the answering machine. But I remember exactly what he said. That was 2005, I think, five or six. And he said, hi, my name is James Davis. I'm calling from Ricochet Television. We produce Super Nanny. And we're doing a new reality show about glamorous New York moms. If you're interested, give me a call. Just like that. And I said to Bobby, what, should, you know, should I call? He goes, absolutely call. And and that's like the beginning and the rest is history. So was Bobby on board right away? Right away. He wanted to do reality television. You know, I had just done the Gastonow Girls with Lisa Gastonow. I wasn't a main character, but I decorated her house on the show, even though I got like no airtime. It was so not worth it. But I learned a lot about it because I was there while she was filming. So I was intrigued by it. Sure. When I saw Lisa with the lights and the cameras, I'm like, I'd like to do that. Why not? I'd love to have a camera follow me around. I have a great life. And what was the backstory with you and Bobby before Housewives? How
1: did you guys meet? Do you think of him as a second dad? Is he or your dad? Like, what's
2: the backstory on Bobby? So, well, I guess the backstory on me is that I was married to Allison's dad when I got when I was 24 years old, 23, almost 24. And I had Allie when I was almost 30. And, you know, my dad and I best of friends, but the romance was gone. So we decided to get divorced. And shortly after that, I met Bobby's Aaron, who was separated also. And we started to date. And a year and a half later, about, we got married. Allie was about six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't know... We didn't know what to do when we first started, when we first together socially, because, you know, he had friends together with his wife who went with his wife. And I did have some friends who stayed with me and someone with Stephen. So we needed to kind of start our own thing. So I lived in Waterside, which is on the East River. It's a bunch of like kind of middle income housing where my in-laws lived and we lived and Stephen's brothers lived. We all lived there. It was so great because there was a plaza in the middle and these four high rise buildings. It was great. But we lived on the water. So I look out the window and there's a marina down below. Now they only have big charter boats, but back then they had private boats. And we looked downstairs and we said, you know, maybe we should get a boat because we don't really know what to do this summer. and We don't really have that many friends. So maybe we should get a boat and we'll go to different places and see where we'd like. We'll go to Connecticut. We'll go to the Hamptons, you know, to go to the Jersey Shore. So uh, we literally got in the car. We went down to the west side of New York City, downtown. And there was Surfside Marina. I had a place there, which is a boat dealership. They sell sea rays. And we like bought a boat.
0: You just sailed around on this boat all around the East Coast? Well,
2: we didn't know what to do. Once we got the boat, we didn't know how to drive the boat. I mean, that was like another whole thing. We got this 40-foot boat. We had no idea how to drive. So now I'm at the mercy of captains that, you know, don't want to work. And it became very difficult, very fast. So I had to learn how to drive the boat. So I went to boating school. Oh my I gosh. Got my license. I'm serious. And the, while I was in school and learning how to drive and go back, you know, backing into the slip, back and forth, back and forth. The owner of Sea Ray comes over, the owner of the dealership comes over to me and says, we just got a brand new 50 foot Sea Ray Sundancer. It just came in. It's on like bricks out of the water. You got to see it. So I'm like, oh my God, this is eight weeks after we got our first boat. So we get on the boat And it's gorgeous. It's like a discotheque in there. It had these disco lights, I remember, the back couch. And it had, you know, three staterooms. It was a beautiful boat. And um, Bobby says that when he pulled up to pick me up from that day in boating, that I was like doing backwards somersaults down the driveway. And when I got to him, I'm like, you got to get me this boat. And he did. And then he upgraded my boat in eight weeks. If that's about boat. Boating all about upgrading. You know, you're never happy with what you have. You always have to get a bigger, better boat. And then you get out of boat. But we had a 50-foot boat for a couple of years. And then we got a 72-foot because I couldn't drive anymore. I couldn't take it. The pressure.
0: So um, you're just living on a boat this whole time? just in, Well, in
2: the summer. Okay, on okay. The, boat in the, the summer. And you're the perfect person to drive the boat because you're not a big drinker. I don't drink. So I was driving the boat when it was small. When it got to 72 feet, I hired a captain and a mate. And we did that for a couple of years. And then I, you know, but the if point I is, had only put my money in real estate instead of a boat, I can't even tell you. The point is, she was a big socialite and got, oh, yeah, that's got recognized to be whatever. But at the time, there weren't really any other reality shows. So it wasn't like we knew what could happen. There was no Kardashians. There was no Instagram. The only thing that was was, was was Lisa else. Gass in our show and the Osbournes. Yeah. That was so, the Osbournes.
1: One thing that I think is so great about Bobby, I just have to mention this, is that he had so much charisma and that Ugh. really came through the show. And I think that sometimes the husbands, they're either pissed off that they're on the show or they're trying to get the limelight. There's like so many dynamics or they're going to get a divorce. But with Bobby, he seemed like he was different. He supported you, but he was oh, comfortable with being In a the little back. Yes, yes.
2: Well, there, there can the only be one peacock in the, in the family, right. in a relationship. Right. That's so in the book. A peacock. We wrote a book, Secrets of a Jewish Mother. In the book, it says there can only be one peacock in a family. Yes. And I was the peacock.
0: Uh, that's the peacock. <laughs> you, know, you can't be
2: the peacock. No, that's, no, no. There, and funny. he has to be okay with that. Otherwise, the marriages don't usually last. Okay. So and by what, the way, if you think about some of the divorces that have happened on Housewives, you can see how the husband wanted to become the peacock. It's always Ooh. strange to watch
0: that too. Like is when it, they when the husband's doing that. It's it feels very awkward to watch. It
2: does when they
1: try to steal the limelight. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it is uncomfortable. There can only be one peacock in a housewife's cast,
2: too. That's right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that you know that's why the housewives is what it is because you've got like five peacocks fighting for this for the lead you know They're, so tell them how you helped cast it i interviewed for the show i gave them an audition tape which was really you know take a video like this do 5 minutes
0: what like what are they asking you in that audition or is oh, it just oh well it was really questions yeah there were like, no questions uh, hanging out. tell
2: us a, it's tell us put just uh, tape telling us about yourself so of course you want to show the, you know, I'm Jill Zarin and it's my daughter Allie and she goes to school at Birch and, you know, she was how old? 13 years old or I don't even know how yeah, old 13. Is
1: Birch like an amazing school? No. no. Yeah, okay. It's a okay. very it's small okay. private okay. school not Barisa. Okay. 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 Yeah.
2: Luann's children went there too. Right. Which is so funny. So did you s- start casting who you would bring together in this videotape or no? No, this was way premature. So once I got cast, so to speak, and they liked it, um, they told me that they weren't going to be doing the show, that they were going to be doing, I forgot the name of it, producing another show that was on ABC or something, and that this was not greenlit, which I, of course, I didn't even know what that meant, but I learned that greenlit meant that they're going to do the show. There was no, there's no redlit, though. So it was, there was no redlit, but it wasn't greenlit. So that was it. I went on with my life. And I remember exactly one day I was in the Hamptons with you at Sax and we were at Fifth Avenue, and I get a phone call from Bravo saying that they got the green light. And I'm like, well, that's great, but I'm in the Hamptons. So, you know, I guess we can't do it. And they're like, no, 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 we could start it in the Hamptons. We wanted it to be real. And, but we have a problem. We don't have anybody else. We just have you. And we have this other couple that you don't know from Brooklyn, which was Alex and Simon. So can you help us find other people? Because it's better if the show, if they're connected. And one by one, I found them. I not found them. I, you know, introduced them to a lot of friends of mine. But they turned them down for whatever reason. Bethany, I ran into at Polo. We were not friends; friends. We knew each other, friendly enough. Because she was on the Martha Stewart Apprentice. Because she was on the Martha Stewart Apprentice, I if you thought of that her. show. And Bobby's actually the one who went over to Bethany at Polo and said, "Listen, Jill just got asked to do this TV show. We think you might be interested in it. You know, do you want to know anything about it?" And when I told her what it was about, she wasn't married and didn't have kids, but she had her boyfriend Jason standing there. And I'm like, well, Jason was married and he has kids. So it could be the story of you wanting, you know, wanting that. And she thought it was an okay idea. And I called Andy Cohn. And you know, it's so funny. Andy Cohn was once asked, I'll never forget this. Who calls you, who called you in the past the most of all the housewives? And he said, Jill Zaren. And I laughed because the reason I called him so much was to get Bethany on the show. Whoa. That's why I called him so much. When he counts drop. up, When he... Counts up all the times I called him if he looks over the history. I mean, I speak to Andy on text often, often. I mean, not every day, not even every month, but often enough. Um, And he always responds right away. But I'm just saying that when he said who calls you the most, I think what he was remembering is at the beginning of the show. Because when the show started going, I didn't call him very often. And he was the executive producer? Yes, he was the boss. He still is.
1: why is it so hard to find a good protein powder? I cannot believe all the added shit that are in so many of these protein powders on the internet, which is why I could not be more excited that Ritual launched a protein powder. Okay. First of all, I have always trusted them because I've been taking their multivitamin for the last three years. I took it while I was pregnant with Zaza. And then I took the postnatal after I gave birth. So I already know that they're a company that I know and trust. And of course, when they launched a protein powder, they were so intentional and purposeful with it. They did traceable ingredients, so you're knowing exactly what you put in your body and why. They have a -a one-of-a-kind visible supply chain, which is very important because you can see where everything's coming from, where the ingredients come from, and why they're included. They also have a very purpose-driven built formulation. So it's clean. It's plant-based. It contains 20 grams of pea protein plus a complete amino acid profile. So what I like to do is I like to use their handcrafted vanilla flavor and I'll do like two scoops with a bunch of ice, some cacao. So good a half of a banana, and then sometimes I'll put some greens in there. And it literally tastes like ice cream. I like to do this after my workout. So if I do like a strength training workout, I just feel like the protein is so good. What I like about it most is there's no added sugar or sugar alcohols. And you should know that their essential protein is soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. So why not shake up your ritual? To make trying something new, less scary ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, our listeners get 10% off during your first three months. You are going to visit ritual.com slash skinny to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com slash skinny. Was there synergy when you put together everyone and you guys finally got the show up and running? Was there synergy right away? Did you see the chemistry? Was there magic right away? What was your vibe on that? I knew the show would be a big hit. You
2: did. I did. Because of I who? think we all did. Looking back, because of and by all the way, of you, and you know how I, why well, I, I knew it, so I did. So I collected things because I had a feeling. So I'm like the only person in the world that has memorabilia that's signed by the original five, including me and Bethany.
1: Open a museum. I should. You should. I mean, I have house museum. The
2: big posters that were done season three. That was a giveaway in AM magazine. It was this big photo of the um, cover shoot. I got four of those autographed by all of us. And w- I have were them. you,
1: Simon and Alex were definitely quirky. Were you into that at first? I forgot about those two.
0: I, how
2: could you forget? Oh, well, I just, God. I'm, I'm Honestly, going down memory lane I think lane they though. were the best of all the seasons. I think having Simon and Alex on is a big hole. That kind of a character. People love them. Like um, John Legend, Christy Teigen. Love them or love said them. Said that If she could bring them. anyone back, it would be Alex and Simon. Because they, they. What happened to them? They, you know what? He tried to make a living hereafter as a hotelier, and he just couldn't because the haters were like calling the hotel. Oh, you know, yeah, so mean. It was Come horrible. on. It was hard. He got fired because people? of it. Oh, that's And sad. they moved back to Australia, where he's from. And he became a lawyer, and she got a PhD in psychology. Good for them. Great. And I, I follow them on Instagram, and the kids who were little babies, Francois and Johan, you know, six feet tall so crazy.
1: Yeah. That's uh, people need to be nice. That's so mean. That's his livelihood. It was yeah.
2: horrible. Yeah. But he, but is. you know what? Honestly, back then he was evil too. Well, Maybe. and that's part of the reason he had to leave. He had to get away from it. He but. completely turned into a monster. Like he would sit in his basement literally and write the most disgusting things about me, about, about my family. Oh yeah. He and I were at it bad. And there were like websites you could blog on before Instagram. And like you could like, I hate. They had an Jilzarin. I hate. Jilzarin. What, do,
0: what do you think the reason is that, like,
2: they don't have that relationships amazing.
0: like that on these shows can get so nasty? Right? Because it obviously doesn't start that way when you go into filming with a cast.
2: Well, I think it's very complicated, but part of it is they call it camera balls. That's what I call it. And when the camera's on you, like that with the lights and whatever, I think that people will say and, say and do certain things that they would never do in their real life. It's kind of like, you know, they talk about what people will do in a group versus alone. You know, when they do bad things, you know, the group mentality you would never do alone. Like when kids are doing bad things, like, like let's say stealing or something or whatever. You're, like like playing,
0: you're, you're playing it up a little bit more. You're amplifying it. I
2: think that when you've got. Yeah. You, and also, you know, you're being filmed in the back of your head and you want to make good television. Also, when you see something on TV, it's edited, right? So you, you always film four to four hours at a time. In, gr- in in groups, you know, in the morning, it's four hours in the afternoon. they only, it takes 45 hours to make a 45 minute show. 45 hours of film, filming, filming. filming. When, when
1: were you, at least, when were you doing all this and you both felt an epiphany and something shifted and you're like, I know you said you knew it was going to be big, but when did something happen that
2: you were like, whoa, I don't know if there was one. Yes, there was. Okay. After the second season. When you saw yourself on the bus was when you knew, I think, that it was like a Well, huge, that was a big thing for me. Like, right. I feel like I hit my personal goal in life. And by the way, it was a goal I never had until I, you know, on television. <laughs> but, you know, you see the buses in New York City all day with these big ads on them. And, you know, you just kind of be like, what would it be like to have my picture on one of those? And of course, why would it ever be? I mean, unless I wanted to pay for it. You know, I always said it would be so great to see the show on there. And I was told that Bravo would never, ever buy buses for New York Housewives or any Housewives. But what happened was that your Project Runway got yanked from the network and they had a hole in their advertising and they put Housewives of New York in and we got on the buses. And I was like, oh, my God. But I don't think there was ever a time when we were actually filming that we looked around and was like, oh, my God, no, but this they, is we did because you is don't bizarre. realize it was unbelievable. Yeah. Were you there? What about yeah, I think it's all the after stuff.
1: recognizing you on the street when 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 that started to happen? Did you really think, whoa, do people come up to you? Do they sit and take pictures of you
2: secretly? What? How does that Every work? Every day. Still. But I don't notice it. Usually it's Allie or, or Gary who will say, did you see that? And I'm completely oblivious. And I'm Look, not you're faking it. That's probably a good thing. Both of you yeah, guys are. I, I, I mean, just don't even think of myself as famous. I just think that people are very friendly. And so I'm very friendly <laughs> But if friendly you think back. about it, we haven't been on TV in over 10 years. We stopped in 2011.
1: Yeah, but it's she's... A, there's some well, housewives some. that are the housewives. iconic. They're just there's some that, you know. So who are yours? Vicki Gumbelson's iconic. iconic. Like, I mean, come on. She's, like, she's the like the OG. She's the OG of the OG. Lisa Vanderpump's iconic. Iconic. I think with the Utah cast, Meredith Marks is a standout star. Even the the one, uh, Mary, who's married to her grandfather. Like, I mean, you know. <laughs> that it's cast couldn't be better. You know what, though? People are sleeping on Potomac.
2: Potomac is. I haven't watched it the whole season. You got to start from the
1: beginning, season one. There's so
2: much dynamic. I saw it last year when they were fighting. But now that Wendy, you know, all of a sudden is dressed like crazy S&M and, you know, all things out. (laughs) Was she the one who's a professor?
1: Yeah, she's a professor, but this season she totally changed up her vibe, and she got boob implants yeah, and her butt done, is. and she's letting them hang out. Yeah,
0: well, better tune in.
1: Yeah, why aren't you tuning in? <laughs> Guy you're now. missing out. Guy her? Well, she named her boobs Happy and Ness, so you're missing out on
2: happiness. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God, that's such a great thing. I, I, I missed Washington, D.C. with the oh, Sahara. Yeah. I mean, why I I like like did one they canceled that? And Miami was good, too. Miami's back. I can't wait. But on Peacock. Okay, but how do we get yes you and no. back? You know what, though? They didn't put the original cast back. I think there no, was Leah so much, How do you not put Leah on? I think there was like naivete, I guess. In the first few seasons where like we genuinely were Real. Upper East Siders. I was going to school every day with Luann's kids. Like we were actually friends in the same circle of friends. Alex and Simon had that like genuineness of being fresh to New York, trying to be in the scene that everyone wants to be in. And I think that's why it really worked because even though you weren't best friends before. Like you did become good friends. I just think that, you know, and, now it's all about wise, fighting and drama. I think it's very hard for them to find a cast now because everyone's so aware of what the show and is, so what it comes and, with. And the ones who want to do what they don't want and the ones that they want don't want to do it. And right. that's the problem because people have a brand or have an agenda. They don't want them because they don't want, you know, you to come on and just sell your shit, even though we all do, but come on and just sell your stuff or have an agenda. But because of the show and what it is, and then the ones they really want, which are really rich and really whatever,
0: they're not going to do this. Right, show. They
2: wanted like the Lily like, Vanderwoodson. Like they wanted the real Gossip Girl moms. You know, they wanted the socialites and these rich, fabulous women that travel over the world. And now those people are scared to be on well, they reality had it with TV. Tinsley. I mean, like Tinsley was like right, Tinsley right. was legit. Tinsley was like a real social. Right. back in the day, still huh? is. I mean, where is she yeah. this summer in Newport? I mean, you know, Newport. Rhode, Rhode Island. Island, Rhode Island is that is that a place? Oh, Newport, been. Rhode Island was where all the um, you know, the Vanderbilts and
0: the you know. The Why Fords are
2: you taking me to Newport?
0: I, I thought you were, you were thinking Newport. Orange I was County thinking home. Newport, yeah. Ca- Orange <laughs> County.
2: I'm like, well, I mean, oh, that's I like beautiful the- too. No, Newport has the big mansions on the ocean, and it's very WASPY and old money. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, little vacation. It's like Palm Beach <laughs> up in this. It's where the Palm Beach people go in the summer. Okay. Oh they wow. Go to Newport. See you. I feel like you have all the intel. Well, I'm Jewish, so it's really not my people. <laughs> <laughs> my people used to not do Palm Beach, although we do. The Jews have definitely infiltrated Palm Beach, but there's still many clubs that do not allow Jews.
1: What is your relationship like with, with like Luann and all these housewives that you- Okay, name
2: them in. and I'll tell you. Luann best friends. Talk oh, to her all friend. the time. She's in the South of France right now. She went to Switzerland. She had like a wedding or party or something. And she will be back soon. She's never looked better in her life. She, you know, she goes from being very thin to a f- little fluffy. I always say when she's, you know, like fat and happy, because when she's been she's the happiest, she's she, really, really she'll fit. put on a few because she's, you know, comfortable. But right now she is so slim in the best shape of her life. She's got multiple male suitors who want her. She's got one guy she's got her eyes on from Mexico, who's Absolutely drop dead gorgeous, and the sweetest thing you've ever met, a little younger, but I think it's okay you know for her. I think it works for her. I really do. What about housewives from other uh, from other places who who do you, you. who do you love? What well are your I try to speak to the ones who I you know have a relate you know reach out to like Vicky. Out of that group. And it's hard to be friends with really friends with more than one in a group because they're fighting.
1: Oh so there's I didn't that loyalty about that, thing.
2: Right. So I'm very good friends with Vicky. Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia from Atlanta. Very but I you know, I just texted with Nini yesterday. Her husband's, you know, in hospice. Oh. Yeah. He was I a- thought he had passed. And I felt terrible because I said, you know, I'm so sorry. And she goes, no, 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 he's still, <laughs> he's, but he's in hospice.
1: Well, um, I bet you could be a good friend for her. and be I there have. For, yeah, I bet, yeah, absolutely. I bet you and I told her, of,
2: yeah, because it's going to be, you know, she's And Greg strong. and Bobby were very close. Well, well they, they were, were. I don't know about very Greg, close, they but they friends. were very similar.
0: You know, yeah, they were very supportive of their wives the
2: and, you know, quite. But Greg got more active, I think, than Bobby ever did towards Well, the Bobby end. stayed on it longer. Who knows? Who knows?
1: Your new relationship. Tell, can you give us a little bit? Yeah, we, Bodie.
2: Yeah, tell us. Yeah, we Bodie.
1: Ha- he's, I told you <laughs> off air, I said
2: he's hot. He is hot. Yeah. He's hot. I love, you know, I never thought I'd like a guy with a bald head.
1: How'd you guys meet? Tennis. Cute. So were you just out playing tennis and you saw him? Okay. Here's a hot tip. We just had the founder of House of Wise on our podcast and she broke down their sleep, sex, stress, and strength gummy. And she had two tips for us. The first tip was if you're going to try their House of Wise CBD gummies, you got to start with the sex gummy. Because what I learned is when you have sex, after you take it, it increases blood flow So this is good because it's going to make your orgasm way more intense. And I know this because I have tried it for sex and I love it. I pop their sex gummy, have sex, and I can tell you it's confirmed. The blood flow thing is 100% true. Michael is all about their strength gummy. So what he's doing, and this was actually a tip from the founder, is he takes one before he works out and he feels like it's just an incredible workout. It's made for strength. So it really helps you get the most out of your workouts while juggling all the demands that we all have. Their CBD gummies are sustainably sourced hemp from Colorado and the products are 100% organic, vegan, and gluten-free. This is very rare for a gummy. I personally would start with the sex gummy or the strength gummy. They also have sleep and stress, but you do you and the gummies taste so good. You're going to be obsessed. As our partner House of Wise wants to give you all 20% off your first purchase, simply go to houseofwise.co and use promo code SKINNY to redeem your discount. That is 20% off your first sleep, sex, stress, or strength product when you go to houseofwise.co and use promo code SKINNY.
2: We were at a a charity, uh, you know, we met multiple ways. We actually met when I was at lunch once at a restaurant and another friend introduced us. And that was, you know, a long time ago. And then we found out we both played tennis and then we played tennis together. But Gary (laughs) said, and it's true, in the car when he dropped me off, he goes, we can't play tennis anymore. I said, why is this? Because I'm too attracted to you. And I'm like, really? Well, you know, wait, wait what did I say? Did you I know that? Know. No, no, I yeah. said. I don't know. He said that, and I said to him, I said like something like, "Well, aren't you, you know, aren't you full of yourself? I never even thought about. it. I just want to play tennis. <laughs> oh, then he wants oh, no, some I more. I said. I said, don't <laughs> I give say that to him. That no, I said, don't give hard. yourself so much credit. That's what I said. I said, don't give yourself so much credit. I'm not interested. Happily married. My husband's waiting upstairs, but he didn't want to play tennis with me anymore. And so I ran into him at tennis a couple of times at different places. And then we actually both were invited to the inauguration and we both went. Wow. What was that like? It was amazing, you know? to be at the inauguration of the United States, whatever president it is. You know, it wasn't about politics. It was really just about being invited to go VIP to see the inauguration. What what do you do? Do you have to go through all the Secret Service stuff? A lot of Well, yeah, no, your name and everything has gone through Secret Service because you're sitting in a special area. But we had these buses that took us. They were like six family buses, family and friends buses that took you right up to the Capitol, right next door. So you get out and got your seat. We were pretty close to the stage. Not very. What was the
0: connection there? How does one get invited to an inauguration? Well,
2: I was on the board of Eric Trump's Foundation. Okay. Back when he was 21 years old, 22 he started it and it, all the money goes to St Jude Hospital. Okay. Despite what people have said, it is an incredible charity. He's an incredibly charitable person. He started this at a very young age and he got as much free stuff given to him free so that more money, like 99% or whatever could go to the charity. So he got a really bad rap when his father became president because it just kind of went with the territory. Regardless of politics, what he did was so good for St. Jude. By the time he stopped, he had raised over $25 million for them. Oh, I mean, a lot of money. he built an emergency room for them. A You're whole very into center. your philanthropy and charity, too. Very, Can you speak on that? Well, you know, it's funny because there's literally happening to me right now. You know, sometimes it's on a global level like that with our Jill and Ali. Company, which we haven't talked about yet, are Jill and Alley masks. We did it as a, a give back. We buy one mask, we give one to a healthcare worker or someone in need. Yeah. Thank so right you. now we're, we're getting to teachers because back to school is Oh, happening. we did like 20 yesterday. I saw them go yeah. through. We just charge $5 for shipping and we give them like, you know, a million masks and they can give it out to whoever. It was really meant in the beginning for nurses and frontline workers. And now we're giving them to teachers because they need them. So we do that. And then we also had a GoFundMe at the beginning of the pandemic that raised money to. Uh, I funded it first with like ten thousand dollars, and then I asked for people to donate. And we fed how many? Like thousands of nurses and doctors hundred across the country. Yeah. We would just ask people, like we said, if you give five hundred dollars or more, we'll do, we'll give and set it up at your hospital. So you tell us who, who, where you want to go, and we will find out and send it there. How can so we, all we did support we what you guys are it.
1: doing as an audience in a community? What oh, can we do? thank you. Well, the GoFundMe we. Right, we're not, not really doing not. that anymore. But
2: the mask would be great. Should we give the code now?
1: You, we'll give a code at the end, you
2: guys. And, Put in yeah. the show notes and I'm going to tell you the mask to get because Michael's wearing one that's yeah. so hot. You know, we always have sales on the site, especially now with COVID going up and down. We have a lot of masks. So we're selling. Right, not only do they give back masks, but like, so you feel good when you wear it, but also they're actually so comfortable. It's and really cool. so good. But really, you know, yeah. now I'm dealing with, it's funny, a distant relative of mine who I only met once or twice, a young girl who we didn't have a relationship with really because of, Bullshit in the family at the top, you know, the great aunts and uncles had a big fight and then the families never. And then so the children never really met each other. But coincidentally, she worked at a store that we go to and we met this cousin of ours. And fast forward a few years, I got an email, Ali got an email from her saying she's in trouble. She's in Israel. And she went into a real clinical depression. And she needs to be in a facility longer. And she ran out of money. She has no more money. She can't pay for it. And she's desperate. She didn't know who to go to because her parents don't have it. She has no family. And I just got off the phone with her when I got here. I was on the phone with her for an hour. And I'm going to be her benefactor. I'm going to make sure she stays in this treatment center because I can. I can't do it for everyone, you know. But you can But she's family. Amazing. Distant, but family. And I heard her voice and her story. And I believe in her. And I think that she can get better. Ali,
1: what is something that your mom has really taught you and instilled in you? What are like some three things that you think have been really powerful lessons?
2: Ooh, I don't know if this is a lesson, but it's something that I use a lot in regards to friends. I think I'm 28. I'm at a stage now where I'm like, and also after COVID, I think people have moved a lot. You guys have moved. A lot of my friends have left New York, come back to New York. So I think I'm in this new phase of life where like I'm out of my college friends I'm out of work friends because I don't have, you know, co-workers anymore. And she has this concept, basically, that your friend friend groups, your friends, are like a theater. So you have your orchestra, you have your balcony, you know, you have this theater full of friends, but at different times in your life, some are more closer to you, some are further away, some are above. Then they move to the balcony. She used used it with Bethany when she was friends with Bethany, housewives, friends in general. But I think for me, like, I have all these friends I've gathered from high school, from college, from work, from... All over the world. And sometimes they're in your front row, sometimes they're in your balcony, but they're there. So when you need them for certain things, they're there for you. But like other times, maybe they're not your best friend right now. So I feel like I use that a lot because I can't get upset anymore when like a friend doesn't call me every day, but maybe that's just like we're not at that place anymore.
1: Michael recently microdosed mushrooms and had this exact conversation. Did you? Like well, literally, I, well, it's by not, the way, everyone's microdosing. It's not the.
0: <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> my, what does
2: microdose mean? In my case, is that it might have been, been a word for taking. It,
0: it might have been a, a, a macrodose in my case, yeah. but uh,
2: but um. So you can relate to what I'm saying.
0: I can but I yeah. in, in a way. But what I what I describe it as is like season. So I think people get really bitter with you know things that like say you have a friend. And then like that friendship stops for a while and you get really bitter about it. Like I, I I, think a better way to look is like seasons. Like, you know, you can look fondly back on like last winter or last spring and you can look forward to the next and realize like those th- those seasons can come and go I again. I like the opera better. But yeah, it's a different, it's a different concept. I like the but, opera
2: better. It's more uh, visual. Yeah. I can't visualize the spring.
0: Meaning like say you have a friend, right? And like, I think a lot of people, like, they f- they have a falling out with someone. And right. instead of being like, hey, I'm going to remember all the good times and, like, not hold, a- like, not be bitter about it. But, like, that was, like, a really good time in the past. And, like, maybe it's not anymore, but it was. I think it's not- guys
2: can do that. I don't think girls can do that. Well,
0: yeah. That may be true.
2: <laughs> have you heard of, like, relationships are for a reason, a season, or a lifetime? Yes. It's like that kind oh, that's of That's good. Thing. That's a good one. And
0: I would say I probably said it better when I was in a mushroom haze. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You yeah. did, actually. I'm not trying yeah. to I'm to kind me. of getting jealous. I've never done it, but it's getting more. Well, more,
0: Jill, the next you know. time I come back, you brought us chocolate cookies. I'll bring you some other chocolate cookies.
2: <laughs> oh, <come back> <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll have. bring you special chocolate brownies. Oh my brownies. God, I <laughs> love that idea. I want to know, and this is how I described you to, obviously my husband watches the show I was out of his peripheral. He obviously knows who you guys are, but how I described you when I was saying we're coming here was someone who's a connector. You're very That's good at putting people together you're sort of a visionary when it comes to that. And you are sort of, to me, you seem like you're friends with everybody. You have friends in all different kinds of places. Even the person you told me that you were just texting with like random, different kinds of friends. What do you attribute that to?
2: That's That's an art. I was thinking about if I should ever write a book that it should be called The Connector. Yeah, you should. And, you know, I was trying to think of one word to describe me because there's a game that I played once with a group of, with actually it was family, but that I want to play again because I'm putting together something for a group and activities. And it's where everybody writes down, you're all together and you all have pieces of paper. Let's say there's five people, you have five pieces of paper each. And everybody writes down one word to describe each person in the group. And then, you know, it's just fun reading them. You you open it and you go, who who do you think this describes? You know, and then you say, "Well, this was Jill, or whatever," and then whatever you have in front of you at the end, your five words is really what people think of you. And I think connector is a really good word for me. My sister gave me a word, which now I can't remember, which was oh, maximizer. And I'm like, where wow, did that's you learn that? Though,
1: where did you learn? How, it's a, it's a
2: finesse. It's a skill. Maybe someone I think you're who's, born with it. You think you? Can, what are your shy? tips for someone to be connector? I think a connector. I can teach it. But I definitely was born with it. And then the ability to teach it too. Teach us a couple tips. Well, just, I mean, I I have a whole bunch of tips that I give to kids coming out of college. But, because I do like when I've done these appearances and things at colleges, I give them tips. Let's see, for connecting. Well, you know, just in life, say yes to everything. No shouldn't even be in your vocabulary, unless it's illegal or, and not always, (laughs) but unless it's illegal, then you should say yes to everything. Because you never know, if you had said no, the doors that would not have opened. As soon as you say no, those other doors don't open. So I would say another thing you've taught me is to be nice to everyone. I feel like especially on the That's housewives, the a lot of people come off as maybe being bitchy or whatever, but it's that they're shy. I could think of some like kids in particular that don't get the best reputation. No matter how you're you know portrayed on TV or on Instagram, whatever, making sure that you're so kind to people in real life because the world is so small that it always comes back to you. Well, Um, I learned that very young, just myself intuitively, that the assistant today is the president tomorrow. And I can't even tell you now how old I am that that really worked because I- know people since I'm 21 working. And some of those people are the presidents of like TJ Maxx or Macy's or wherever. She's going to be the president of something. Exactly. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You better be you better be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really work hard at people who work for me. I think that um, everybody who's worked for me has gone on to lead incredible careers. My last assistant is now an executive at Google. And, you know, so don't worry, Ruby. We all set. I train people. I hopefully will.
1: I want to hear more about the fabric business that you built because the, it mm. kind of showcased it on the show. But I want to hear more about how you built it, how you guys got into business together, how it was working with your husband, because it can be
2: very difficult. Well, I have to I have to. Um, and now it's more Jill and Right. I have to explain to you. So Zarin Fabrics is still alive and well and on the Lower East Side. But I have nothing to do with it at all. Uh, after Bobby passed, he left the business to his son and they run the business. I got the real estate. <laughs> just saying, uh, but just, at, just out of the pandemic, we started this hobby, which I was tie dyeing masks, and became this huge business. Where now we do obviously the mass, you have apparel, accessories, doing candles. The oh, apparel is so you cute. Know what's I'm coming coming out. really Wait, obsessed
1: you with the with the visiting yeah. day family reunion. Thank you, uh, you guys. It, it was like so much fun. Teal and white. It's a pastel, so cute on the Instagram feed. It's a windbreaker. I'm going to put it on my
2: Instagram. Story. Thank you. going to see gonna what's love. coming. We're going to have to see you in a few months, So we'll send it to you. We're coming out with crystal candles, candles that have a that have a manifestation of the crystal, like a rose quartz is love. And it has two giant, like 50 carat, if you wanted it, like you know, like huge chunks of crystals, two of them in a candle, and the sayings of what it does for you. And they're going to be on our website. Candle. We need a connector candle. We need a connector. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: I need a connector candle. Okay. Yeah. So every day, Michael and the baby and I go on a walk and the shoes that I constantly wear are Rothy's. I know you guys know this because I have talked about them all the time. First of all, they're white and they machine wash, which is so incredibly efficient. And when you walk, they're not uncomfortable. So you know when you get new shoes and they're like hurting your feet and giving you blisters and cutting off your circulation, Rothy's do not do this at all. And there are so many reviews talking about how they are the most comfortable shoes on the internet. I like the white ones. They're kind of like a boat shoe shape and they come with these spacious washable bags that are perfect. And most importantly, and this is so important, they're a hundred percent machine washable. This makes such a difference to me because I don't like when my white shoes get dirty. Another thing, we were all sharks for Halloween and it like went perfect with my costume. I could walk around the whole entire neighborhood. I trick-or-treated with Zaza. It was so, so amazing that these shoes did not hurt my feet. So I have tested these. They look good with everything. You can wear them with jeans, a legging, and even a shark costume. To help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special for you. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get 20% off your first purchase at rothys.com slash skinny. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash skinny. Head to rothys.com slash skinny to find your new favorites today.
2: So on the connecting thing, two two big hints for connecting. When you're in a group, always put your hand out because nobody will never take it. There's, it's like virtually impossible. Even with COVID? Well, COVID's a little wonky, like, yeah. I have to say, because some people don't want to, including myself. But just in general, that was always my thing. And smile all the time. Because smiling says you're open to ha- having someone talk to you. And if you're not smiling, then people aren't going to come over. You're not approachable. Also, you always, which was like a joke on the Housewives, said your full name. Hi, I'm Jill Zarin. Hi, I'm Jill Zarin. It was that's never hi, I'm Jill. I branded myself. Yeah, that's right, great branding. Actually, you know who did that for me? Bethany. Oh, she was the one who's. But she goes with like Jill Zarin. Zarin. not Bethany Frankel. Can, can you, I know, but for me, she gave me like, like that fabric, you know, Jill Zaren. Can Jill's Aaron, yeah.
0: you remind me because it's who was on that original cast? So there was was Ramona there in the beginning with. Oh yes. So oh, we was, have to
2: talk about you and Ramona.
0: Ramona was Sonia he was later. A cute relationship, later. and you knew Sonia and Ramona. Or I didn't know
2: Sonia very well. Ramona and I had played tennis in the Hamptons prior to me, us both being cast on the show. So we had a real authentic relationship. Like I said, I knew Bethany and Luann was a new friend, but we made friends. You know, you get close fast doing a show. But Luann, you brought on. But Luann was very loyal to me because I brought her on. She always had my back.
1: What is Ramona really how she is on the show in person? Exactly. That's what makes a good housewife, by the way, in my opinion. Well, They're when exactly I think about, who they are.
0: I'm, like, I'm not as in it in the world as, as Lauren and obviously you, but... I think that New York is always the most iconic seasons because the characters are just so.
2: But I don't think this season worked.
0: Maybe not this season. But I,
2: I th- they, didn't, they didn't even do a reunion. I think I, don't this, even I think they think just it want was the whole th- thing to go away. The
1: subjects or the topics, like that, like that's, we everyone can debate about that. What I don't know if it worked is I don't know if the medley of the people worked together.
2: Does that make sense? Well, I think the ages were wonky. You know, you've got 62 year old 60, I think Laurent is 60. 60- under 65 but like 63 or something and you've got a 30 something year old i mean yeah. how does that work so there's disconnect. she could be her daughter well
0: disconnect. because i think when i used to watch it in the past i actually didn't watch this season but when i, I it seemed like you guys would all be in the same circles like it doesn't it, you watch this one it doesn't seem like the people would be well, in it's the not, same it's circles not, you know, and, then they, them and then they
2: force them into these see you know force them into these friendships which are not
0: real like we we just interviewed lala kent i don't know if you guys ever watched Vanderpump, oh right? yes i know lala and and i think the reason that show is such a phenomenon does so well is like all of those people are, right. in real life are so connected That's and right. that drama is real
2: and the new ones coming in it's harder here's my pitch bravo
1: Jill Zarin needs to cast, recast the show for start New with, York. Let's start clean. We need to refresh it, bring back the nostalgic By the nostalgic way, I have a vibe. cast.
2: I, I definitely have a cast. Oh, she
1: has a cast. She has a cast. Of course Bravo. I have a cast. She has a cast I don't ready to, to go. I think we need Jill Zarin producing the next season. Well, that definitely will never happen. <laughs> but
2: I appreciate, I appreciate the love.
0: You I know what else we just reunion
1: had Something. I need a little Jill Zarin. We I just know. had
0: Spencer Pratt and he was saying the same thing about The Hill season too. It's like, nobody's really interacting. They're not, it's like, it's this the force. The back? Exactly. exactly I right. didn't even know it. it. Well, exactly. That was his point. And like, he kind of really came in and brought it, up. It's like the, the cast doesn't interact. They don't really-
2: Outside the show. Yeah. Well, and so it was just tr- this force They're famous thing. already. It's like people loved seeing this success and then building and growing, which is why everyone like Bethany. And I'll tell you why I think this season successful. didn't work. It's not because of COVID or the age, in my opinion. There were no men. You gotta have male energy. Oh, in these you shows. said that on Juicy Scoop.
1: That's so true. <laughs> that's why Jersey fucking crushes. Yes, everyone Jersey. I am like. And so does Joe Gorga is
2: a housewife, and like so that. does Atlanta. Yes, they so always had men. Potomac or, has the men in it. Yes, yeah, the good ones have men. all. I mean, that's you're why. Right. Beverly Hills no, has the men. Not in one it. boyfriend showed up. Not one boyfriend. Not one husband. Well, listen, nothing. you can see so why. why
0: these guys, these guys sometimes get eaten alive.
2: I know, but you know what I mean? But that, why would you cast someone who's not married and has no kids? But I think the family component, like it. New Jersey, everyone loved the Manzos and the Gorgas and their families their and their families behind the it. The people, the reason why I think people remember me the most and they don't even realize it is because I was not a person. I was a unit. I had Allie and I had my husband and I had my father, my mother. I had Lisa, my sister. We, we had, had the your dog. Don't forget had had the dog. I had Ginger. So I was, like, I was, was like, it was bizarre. Jill and Posse. <laughs> With these girls, the posses don't want to come in and it's all about the money. You felt I mean, like you
0: were following a life and not a character.
2: Well, I did the show and I always said this. I'm not doing it for the money. If I was doing it for the money, I wouldn't be doing it. I said, I'm doing it because I like it. And if I don't like doing it, I won't do it anymore. And that's ultimately wanna... what happened. I, I, that's one of the, you know. I why, why did it you stop liking bad. it? That's too long a conversation, to be honest. But it was just, it, I think I was well, changing, points. not in a good way. Maybe it went to my head a little bit, according to my family. They said I was changing and it was going to my head and I needed to get grounded. And I had a lot of anxiety with the show. That summer, they wouldn't tell us if we were coming back or not. And that gave me enormous anxiety. Like I needed to know, what am I doing in the fall? Am I on it? Am I off? Am I traveling? You know, that anxiety is what ultimately led to my demise because I quit on an email and then I got fired.
1: You seem like a very self-aware person, though, to even be able to acknowledge that that was- But it took 10 years to get there, to understand it.
2: I mean, but that's pretty amazing that you can acknowledge that and say that. Well, it's true. I have I realized that a lot of things in my life have been caused because of my anxiety. And I'm trying to I take medicine now, which I didn't take before. And it's definitely better. But it's funny, like I ran out of medicine last week and Allison right away closed. It's bad. In. I was off my I was longer. like, Mom, you need to I ran realize out, I what's happening it. right now because something's off. Like this is not normal. And I knew what was off. She didn't yeah. know what was going on. I knew that I hadn't you taken just, my medicine. Did you just like like
1: uh, talk a lot? Are you tired? Like what do you feel? The like? energy
2: changes everything. Yeah.
0: But I imagine like, excuse my language, that has got to be a little bit of a mind fuck because you're sitting there and you're doing this show and you know you got to kind of bring it and there's other people trying to bring it and then you're like, am I going to be able to keep coming back? And if you don't bring it, but some of the stuff maybe it's, you don't want to do. It's a real
2: mind fuck. And planning your life. Like- she had me. I was a freshman in college, and I wanted to, let's say, go to New Year's somewhere. She's like, well, I can't plan a trip. I can't plan Thanksgiving. I have to the wait The anxiety for was killing me. Yeah. Killing me. So,
1: So now, if they asked you back right now, would you say no because of the
2: anxiety? I want to be a friend. I've said that. I would love to be a friend to come on, do a little bit, and leave. And we tried to do that last year with the Halloween scene, and I came on because Tinsley had left. So I think some of the people who produced the show thought that I could be a shoo-in to come back and finish the season, which in a weird way, I was kind of open to, but not as a housewife, just to come in. So Luann called me. She was all excited. She says, I want you to come to Dorinda's house next week. and But they wanted me to bring up something that happened many years ago with that girl, Elise, who was on the show. Do you remember Elise Slane was on the show for a season? I don't even remember. She had dark hair. She had a hair, Ramona's friend, and she was fighting with Ramona. Oh, yes, 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 with the bangs. So I had an issue with her 10 years ago, which was that she didn't pay Bobby's company for goods that she bought, like $100,000. Yeah. And I don't have the proof of it anymore. I don't have the emails anymore. And to be fair, I don't have the best memory. You know, it's not perfect. And nor is hers. And, Nora, and she, did, so anyway, they wanted me to confront her about it because evidently the girls had talked about it in scene because I had told Luann about it when I found out Elise is on the show. I'm like, how could you be on the show? She has all these skeletons in her closet. I couldn't believe it. So Luann used that on the show, which I didn't know, and told the girls everything I had told her. And so they wanted me in the scene to confront Elise. So I go up to Elise and I said to her, listen, you know, it's something that's been bothering me a really long time um, and I want to talk about it. And it's about the money that you owed Bobby. And her memory was that this third party, this guy who was on the show in the beginning, I don't want to mention his name, that it was his fault that some things had happened. And I couldn't really deny that because this guy was a bad guy. He had stolen money from me. He had done things to me. So now I can't really. But that scene would have only hurt both of them. It wouldn't have really helped you with anything. Like this wasn't a beneficial. No, no, I wasn't going to go down to the mat on it because I couldn't, I wasn't a housewife. I don't have a platform to have an interview. I wasn't going to get to say my side of the story. She was a friend of the show. I wasn't. So if I went down to the mat with her, how was I going to, re- you know, how was I going to resolve it? So we just talked about it a few minutes. And then we just said, you know what, just leave it in the past. And but do that you, was do it. you
0: think you could actually be a friend? Didn't Luann go off and be a friend? And now she then she came By back. By the way, the like, year yeah. she
2: went off to be a friend, she made more money that season than if she wasn't a friend. Because they were paying per episode. Can you tell <laughs> them how much money you on. made for a season? Well, I think it's public now. I made $7,500 total the first season. Shut the fuck up. No. Six months it of filming. Co- I, it cost me about 30000 Wait, but what, you talked about on Juicy Scoop something about the Kodak story. You have to tell about Oh, that my cost, cost me $300,000. Yeah. It's $7,500 for a season of filming. And those episodes still air today. Yeah. It's crazy. And Allison didn't get paid. Bobby didn't get paid. But you know what? Yeah. I, I'd do it over again.
0: But that was kind of like, every, everybody I'm not, was kind I'm of I'm not that not same crying boat about that. back I'm then not. with reality TV, I would right? do it over
2: again because look what it gave me. It gave yeah. me a lifetime of, you That's know, true. fame. And I don't want to say fortune, but an opportunity. Yeah. The other way of looking at
0: it is you could have just not done it and not made any of well, it. Well, it's like a then,
2: free infomercial. Yeah. You know, Aaron Fabrics, Fabric, Fabric, Fabric. I mean, who didn't know that? So it was worth it. So I'm not, I'm not complaining about it, but yeah, it would have been nice that people think we get residuals. We don't.
1: Back to talk about professional counseling done securely online. I have gotten so much feedback about BetterHelp. It's kind of insane. I have been talking about it on the podcast for a while. And basically, it's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's like I said, professional counseling. You can do it online and you can connect in a safe, private online environment. It is so convenient. There is nothing more annoying than having to get in the car go into a therapy appointment, check in, sit in the waiting room, twiddle your fucking thumbs, and then go in and talk to a therapist. It's like such a time waste, I feel, when you can just do it from the comfort of your own home. I think especially with the last year that we've all had, it's very important to check in with yourself. I think of this as self-care. So they have all different kinds of licensed professional counselors. So think depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, so much more. I am a big fan of therapy. I have done it a lot for grief. And I think that it does work, especially if you find the right counselor. So definitely check them out. Their services are available for clients worldwide. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable, all the things. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com skinny Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash skinny. Do the housewives get paid way more now?
2: Way more. The ones that bring it? Or are they all like the same? I think everybody gets a different. I don't think there's a favored nations anymore. Like when we first started, we all made the same. You know, but I'm sure after four or five, after I left... That, that's probably when it all changed because Ramona was still on. She has been on, she was on the longest every season for New York where Luann stepped down one season as a friend might've cost her in the steps. I think Ramona is the longest housewife that's been on TV. Well, now. Are you and Ramona Ricky's still gone. friends? We are the same we were when we started, frenemies. So like if you run into her at a party right now, you guys would talk. It's 50-50. Yeah. Oh, sometimes no. Either it'll no. be a fake phony hug, kiss, and love and by the way, I would like to have that relationship with her, or it's you know she pretends she doesn't see me, and I pretend I don't see her. We just miss each other. It really depends. But you know, the, I've grown to love her in, in in some strange ways. It's really crazy. She's I kinda I get her more now. I do. Well,
0: you guys kind of have like this shared experience. Things that I
2: thought she did deliberately to hurt you, I don't think she really does deliberately. I think that's just what, who she is. I think
1: her maybe intention sometimes is in the right place. She's not. Intentionally
2: trying to. Be well, this mean. is the thing, though. Everybody calls her the apologizer, but the only one she never apologized to was me. And she but owes I think me apologies. That's you guys are such good friends. That well, hold on,
0: but those apologies are, those those apologies are interesting. For I me.
2: know, but but I'll take anything at this point. But you know, there were opportunities for me to do appearances on the show in the past, and I understand that she was a block for me. I've been told, yeah. <sighs> And that's just her insecurity, really. Uh, that's so funny because
1: I would love. I feel like you, like there's more power in numbers, and you two together, are so like amazing. Yeah, but anyway, I, I only wish her the. I really, I only wish her the best. I do, I will, and I really mean that. How yeah, I feel like you're the perfect person to answer this, and Ali, I would love to know your answer as well. How has New York City changed as a city? since the housewives to now Mm,
2: since then or since COVID, there's no one that
1: knows New York City tell us about the evolution of New York City since the show and now here it
2: is today well first thing is that the charity events and things that I went to when she when we first did the show you know with COVID what charity events I mean there were all this was there was a whole social scene you know where you would buy clothes you'd be buying clothes now fashion week is right now I'm like who cares if it well, was that's 10, 10 years ago, changes. I'd be like, do I have tickets to go to Fashion Week? What shows did I get invited to? What day are you going? It was a thing. Are you going? Are you go- By the way, I'm going to a show on Thursday. But season one <laughs> of the Housewives. <laughs> I got invited. Season tonight. one was Brian Park, Fashion Week, that's what the mean. stairs. And forget COVID. Front row. If, front row. Do you have the front row? Right. It totally changed. And they separated up across the city. And now it's like presentations and people like, is uh, it Alexander Wayne? Nobody doesn't even care about Nobody Fashion cares. Week. They just do it whenever they want to do it. What else? What about the restaurants, the the club
1: scene, the bar scene, the the social scene besides charity and fashion shows?
2: I think Instagram and like social media changed all that in a really big way because now you'll hear things or discover things that you never would have otherwise. Like before it was like where are the celebrities going, like butter or Budokan like all the celebrities hot spots and now it's like whatever you see on, you know, TikTok is hot or whatever it is.
1: What is you guys' social situation right now? Like tell us it's a week in a life. <laughs> She
2: never what are you talking about? Last night I went to Cip- Casa was, Cipriani. That was the first time I So, Oh, if there's, there's the a place to go before you leave. So Cipriani, Cipriani. We're they going opened there tonight. Up. Which, we're which one? We're literally going there tonight. Which one? The one downtown? One? The club. No, no, probably not the right one. The there's pri- a new the club, club private to. club that opened up. Uh, and last night was the first night's dinner. No, that's not that one. It's no. the
1: one. I think it's the one by… Um, Soho. No. No, what, that's the one. It's me. the one by the no, plaza.
0: It's the one by the plaza. Just because we're leaving. are It's closed.
2: Chipriani closed up by the plaza. Oh, maybe it, it's maybe, the other maybe one.
0: it's not that one. It's you wherever. better make
2: sure. Could you imagine if you took a taxi up to the plaza and found that it's the wrong one? No,
0: it's. I'll find oh, that what I am going to look done. right now. Thanks, totally, because you, okay, you know where the plaza. You would have
2: gone. That's what I would do if I thought it was. A, they clo- a member, and I only found that they closed yesterday. By the way, don't fuck with their avocado
1: corn tomato salad. There is nothing better. I need to recreate that at home. Go on. So Chipriani, so one on
0: forty-second, is that any good right now?
2: Chipriani Forty Second Street is not a restaurant. It's a. It's an event space.
0: I don't know where this. They, they have a little restaurant inside of it. No, they don't. Yeah, they
2: do. No, they don't. Who they have knows? a little restaurant inside. Where? Across from Grand Central.
1: I'm gonna text you, and we're yeah. gonna be like yeah, standing
2: do. outside. <laughs> oh. They do. They so do. maybe that's new because they never. It used to be an event space. Okay. But if you can go to the members club, go to the members club. It's called Casa Cipriani. It's all the Cute. way down the FDR Drive. It's on the water, facing the Statue of Liberty. It's above the ferry, and it is. It's a hotel, event space, and the most beautiful. It looks like a ship when you get out. And it's on, the, and there's an outside space, literally on the water. It's magnificent, magnificent. It's called Casa Chiprani. Is it the same so menu?
1: The menu is so good.
2: There's d- a few different there restaurants. There are different menus yeah. in each. Is it and like a the
1: and everything? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's everything you dreamed of more. You know
1: what I'm really pissed off about? I was going to tell you this off air, but I might as well just say it. <laughs> the Polo Ralph Lauren restaurant
2: with the green fried olives closed. What? It did. Yeah, they, they say it's only for private it. events now. Oh, because of COVID. It'll open again. Um, you think? 100%. That's such a It was really there. hot. It's, it wow. was, we love it's, the restaurant.
1: What else do you guys love here? Tell us, like, if someone's listening I mean, and they want to come to New York, give us a couple of tips and tricks. Well, I only changed, go to house. <laughs>
2: Howie like goes Soho to Soul House? House. Okay. Um, they just no. opened one
0: in Austin. It's pretty good.
2: Well, she loves yeah. the East Village in the Village. I mean, anything in the West Village, East Village, it's really nice to walk around. What about specifics? So like specifics? Is there restaurants that like Italian? American Bar is really hot. Oh, um, uh, Avra, Avra, big scene, cute. Sixty first. Do you know? Do you know it? Well, yeah, we have it in LA, but I don't know if it's the same one. Same one. Probably the same one. one. It's really good food. It's it's the best. It's Greek and it's it's a scene. That's where all of like my friends and whatever, that's where they go there and they that's go the to go. If You Bibloké, want to see some housewives what a Bibloké Bibloké we're and all God, and I'm so
1: happy that you both approve of our New You got York on your
2: list? Okay. All right, you're good. Oh. Get the Cajun chicken. <laughs> the Cajun chicken. It's the only Cajun chicken? chicken. What else? Anything. Okay. The food's great. Okay. I but would bring, love- your, bring your bank
1: book. I'll bring my husband. I would love to know before we go what a day in the life looks like for both of you with your business, your morning routine. If you have one your nighttime routine, beauty skin, like just give us a little day in the life for each of you.
2: Okay, for me, I make a list in the morning. Okay. Even if I don't write it down, it's in my head. I know. <laughs> if don't up, write it down. Even if I don't write it down, I think I have it in my head. But that would be advice is make a list in the morning. In fact, Gary showed me his list on his phone today because I'm into lists these days. We look at our list of meetings for the day. We do a lot of phone calls and a lot of Zooms. Allie? Keep going. I'll go after. All right, skincare and stuff. I always wash my face in the morning and away myself. I'm on a new diet. I'm on the fasting diet where you eat for uh, eight hours and fast for sixteen. I do it like two days and then I have to break it. It's terrible. I have to break it tonight. <laughs> because she's Cole not on a diet. coming over tonight to teach intermittent me intermittent food for the Jewish yes. holidays. Everyone knows I love to cook. I keep so. saying it's intermittent fasting. Nova. She doesn't remember. I can't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. I just she thinks she made it up. Name. I think I made it. You up. Know she's up. Know like, what she's I
1: would... like I'm on the fasting diet out there, and then and then she was eating. I was like, wait, how does she? Because the fasting diet, like you fast the whole day. No, 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 no you fast.
2: So you're intermittent fasting.
1: I was wondering. I was like, okay, what do you? Mean. you
2: have no to no, tell no it's me. 5 p.m until like 10 a.m you know
0: okay. i had we've had jillian so i'm a big fan of intermittent fasting we've had jillian michaels on who you know does yeah. it work it, well yes i've lost much but weight they and, and listen people don't. might eat me up for this but they say that the way men and women evolved in the past is men would go out and hunt and women right. would sometimes force Nest. so what she, jillian was saying is that women may not have evolved to do the 16 hour fast and maybe like 14 is better and more manageable with for the hormones. same results
2: Oh, could I get too? You know what
1: though? I I have to say something about diets. It's also confusing because it's also contradictory. Every like Mm -hmm. this person says this and this. It's too much content. It reminds me of the news and media. I like the
2: idea that I can really eat whatever I want. And I had a I had a Levan cookie, not the whole thing, but I ate some of it because supposedly as long as I eat within those eight hours, as my body's you know shut down, it should be burning fat. You got to come back on the podcast and tell us if it works. Tell us about these cookies. Okay. Oh, the Van Bakery. I found them in the Hamptons. I didn't even know they were in the city. And we went to this place today to look for We're looking for a pop-up shop for the uh, holidays, for Cute. Jill and Alley, where we can sell our crystal candles and our masks and our bags and our clothes. Oh, wait, one more thing I wanted to say. We have an accessories line coming out exclusively for Saks off Fifth Avenue and all stores. You are going to die. Tied Everything dye, for Not tie-dye. You like, guys have um, been doing all lot. packaging. <laughs> yeah. The most gorgeous packaging for the holidays. You don't even need gift wrapping paper. I mean, you will, but it is, mag- when you open, if I got this gift, I'd be like overwhelmed. And our prices are ridiculous. We're going to have those, you know, those uh, trays that are lucite and like Gray Mallon has one, but it's 365 dollars. $365. And then even other ones, they sell for like $175, $250. Ours will be under $100. I can't And just wait. as nice. If you had to
1: pick one product from your line
2: that people should start with, what would it be? Face mask.
1: Okay. I'm going to say that the olive face mask and the black one, That's a little So It's packed. the three-ply adjustable. Yeah, that's the one yeah. that I would start with because you give the olive to your husband It's kind of sexy, like it's not an army vibe. Michael's wearing it. And then I like the black one that's plain. And why i personally like these face masks is I notice when I wear the disposable ones, two things. I notice that I get acne and it rubs my makeup off. Yep. And I also notice that those tiny fibers are going in my throat. So I'm a huge fan of disposable masks. But there's another thing I just learned today, which I'm going to let you
2: guys take it away about the fish. About the fish? Oh, why oh, you should be using a reusable mask. I and have not to tell disposable. you, I, you know, I'm not the um, perfect person when it comes to separating my, you know, garbage and all that stuff and recycling. But I have to, but I try. But I have to say, what's going on in the ocean is, you know, it's going to affect. It's gonna. It's, there's going to be a come to Jesus moment when you see the billions of blue masks that are not disintegrating, and the plastic straps are literally choking the fish. Just like, remember they had a whole thing about the soda cans, the plastic? Well, it's about the same size opening. And so every time I have a six pack of anything, I always cut the plastic so that it can't catch the neck of an animal. So if you are wearing those blue masks, at least cut the elastic when you're done with it so that nobody dies. No animal can die from it.
1: That is a really, really, really good tip. But I it's love true. That. And but ours you
2: can wash and wear, like yeah, just get it as disposable. many times. Oh yeah, not five of hours, Just is get it, like reusable, you know, reusable. Yeah,
1: the reusable mask. And then I have and to they say smell good. one other thing, and then we'll do a giveaway and a code. I really, really like, and I said it earlier, the visiting day windbreaker. It is such a cute shade of teal with the white. I feel like if you wore it over leggings or bike shorts, it's absolutely adorable. And the necklines, right? It's you guys gifted it me a bunch fits of stuff. It's amazing. My, f- that's my favorite thing that you guys gifted well, me. Well, by the time this you can see airs, we will ha- see
2: our hat. By the time this airs, we'll have a Bravo collection. <gasps> scary, oh. scary island. Scary island. Surprise. Team um, Jill. Team Dorinda. Team everybody. We're gonna have like a baby onesie. Real Housewife in training. Plaza will wear it. But just like to go more with our day, though, like it's we we work so close together, and we were packing and shipping out of our house for a year and a half. And now we have a warehouse. You guys are so
1: entrepreneurial together. We had to learn how How to Shopify everything. I'm making candles.
2: I learned how to make candles. We have the candle wax melter. We buy the pellets. We melt it down to like 180 degrees. Then you have to cool it and then you pour it. You have no idea. And then you take the little sticky thing, you put it in the bottom, you put the wick. I'm doing all these videos that will come out when the candles launch. I mean, I had a tie-dye. So we are hand-making candles. I had a tie-dye like 100,000 masks.
1: You guys, I feel like we're going to come back to New York in a year and interview you again and you're going to have any
2: bigger warehouse oh and one more thing which we didn't talk about is Jill aaron rugs that oh, is my Jill aaron rugs pimp out Jill aaron rugs right Jill aaron rugs is it <laughs> you know what I'm actually in the out.
0: market for a rug do you <laughs> have an
2: outdoor like patio yes we, we do We oh, oh. need our rugs pick out whatever you want at is anything it, you want is it like like what's the vibe is it like nudes whites like colors oh no what? we have navy we have yellow we have um uh brick red olive black gray, tan. And all the housewives have them in their backyards. Oh, Lisa Rinna <laughs> this week on uh, Housewives of Beverly Maybe Hills in her backyard. Patio. She yeah. had a brick one and that was our rug. And Ramona has our rugs. They all have our rugs. So Lisa Rinna was wearing her duster
1: sitting on your rug.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. That is major. Yes. I love it. I love that all the housewives have
2: your rugs. So if you follow Jill home, you'll see all those pictures. So Jill and Allie. On Instagram. I love the entrepreneurial spirit. Mother I'm and I'm so daughter. proud of my daughter. So I mean, I sweet. thought she was gonna be an art dealer by now and now she's working with me. It's well, an art? The, pan- it. the pandemic, you know, changed She'll be an everything. And this was never the plan, but you have to be flexible and And she likes is, being her own boss. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you guys are going to do really well with this. I'm so excited to watch it. Let's do Thanks. a giveaway. Can we give away the windbreaker that I'm obsessed yeah, with? Yeah, And the mask set? Yeah. Okay, and a cell phone charm? Yeah. Okay, so guys, the windbreaker. It's and a called... hat. We'll throw in a hat, and a hat. Too. Okay, you get a hat, a windbreaker. You get the cell phone charm. You get the olive mask that contours your cheekbones that is not killing fish. All you have to do is follow at Jill and Allie. Pimp your Instagram so they can spell it out. How do you spell it?
2: At shop... J-I-L-L and A-L-L-Y. Jill Follow, and shop
1: at Jill and Ally, And then tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. And why don't you guys
2: give a code before you go and pimp each other out? The code is T-S-C-15, 15% off. Um, we can do it on JillandAllie.com and, and JillZarin.com. And Jill, so the rugs also. Yeah, on sale. <laughs> and I have furniture. You don't even know. I have a furniture line coming out. Breakdown <laughs> furniture, like the Ikea stuff. So affordable, such great quality, and you have to put it together yourself, which I'm going to do a lot of fun videos doing. You're busy. Oh, and and her Instagram in is Mrs. Jill Zarin. I'm Mrs. Jill Zarin. I'm at Allie Shapiro. Home. We're all over.
1: You guys are adorable. Come back anytime we're just, you just We're just
2: whores. That's yeah. what we
1: I are. love it. You guys are so cool. Like, you just pimp yourself out now. We And we
2: love all of your stuff. Thank you. Your ice roller. Oh, my God. It's everything. in the refrigerator. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And Allie's explaining. I'm like, <laughs> It's unbelievable. Hold on, I gotta film so an Instagram story. Oh, so, so keep going. Just keep going about the ice. I love go. that fucking ice roll. It's been in our it fridge. Feels so it's good. been in our fridge for six months. She does not understand what it is. I'm I trying to now, explain that. It's again. not a dildo.
1: I did use a dildo and actually as a prototype that said I wanted <laughs> it to feel like a big giant dildo. I kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah, I guess you could use it as the one. ice oh, dildo. Beautiful. The
2: ice dildo <laughs> for your face. I kind of like.
1: You that. guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank on. you both. Do you want to win a goodie bag from Jill and Allie? You're going to love the sweater that I love. It's like this teal windbreaker. It's so cute. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick, and make sure you're following at Jill and Allie on Instagram. And as always, make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you on Thursday.